Hey, it's James here, welcoming you to this special podcast presentation in association with Cannabis Week 2020. Make sure you do not miss any of the CSE's great cannabis content by subscribing to this podcast and joining our CEO and expert interviews on Instagram Live at Canadian Securities Exchange. Also, if you like video, all of our interviews will be featured on the Cannabis Week playlist featured prominently on CSE TV. That's CSE Space TV on YouTube. And finally, this is a friendly reminder that the views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the Canadian Securities Exchange and its employees. So happy listening, and now enjoy the show. This is Hashtag Finance, presented to you by the Canadian Securities Exchange, the exchange for entrepreneurs, with your host, Barrington Miller. Welcome to Hashtag Finance. I'm your host, Barrington Miller, and today I'm here with Jason Ackerman, head of Terrasend and a valued CSE uh, listed issuer. Jason, welcome to the show, Hashtag Finance. Great, great to be here, Barrington. Good morning. Let's start off. How are you doing? How's the family? How's everybody where you are? Yeah, you know, it's great. I live in uh, Manhattan, so it's a bit of an unusual place. So we moved up to our House in Woodstock, New York. So we're out of the city and, uh, you know, kids are homeschooling. I've got a, a child who's ready to go to college. So that's probably the most unsettling. But overall, we're, we're pretty good. Uh, well, that's good. How's how's everybody in your community? Because I know uh, New York has been a just <laughs> basically a hotbed. Of, hotbed. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, actually, both my two children had COVID early on, right at the beginning. Right. Uh, got through it in a few days, no problem. Um, and I, I think people don't realize just how early on the 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 uh, COVID was actually in our city. You know, New York is such a hotbed for foreign uh, people coming through, and so uh, yeah, I, I think um, it's been around and it's it's a place. But when you walk around New York City now, it's it's literally a ghost town. Everyone I know has left the city, or if you're there, you're kind of not really moving around much. So it's it's a it's a strange place. Uh, to be. And, you know, urban environments are going to have the toughest getting back. You know, we ride the subways, everything's close, the way we live our lives. So it's a different place. Well, we're going through the same thing. I'm in Toronto or just outside of Toronto. I was working in Toronto and it's it's the same. Um, social distancing, quarantine, self-isolation. Uh, the funny thing is we're actually more connected now. Um, I talked to our West Coast team pretty much every day and you know we're all going through the same thing so this thing doesn't uh it definitely doesn't discriminate um no it does not so i have a i have a confession to make i have a very very soft spot when it comes to terrasend uh terrasend is it's two blocks away from my house um i you in mississauga yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's that close i actually um the first time I did a tour visit or a site visit, I biked there and it took me seven minutes, <laughs> something like I that. I you didn't do that in the wintertime? It was a- <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, and I love, I love the facility. It was, uh, it was immaculate and everyone's really nice. Um, what's your association with the company? How did you get started? Uh, and what's a bit of your background? Uh, yeah, so I, I spent... Um, 
10 years as an M&A investment banker. And then the last 20 years, I wrote a business plan and built a company called Fresh Direct, which is a online fresh grocer, which went from farm to, to people's homes. Uh, we built up a $700 million business, 4,000 employees over the 20 years, all kind of organic growth, very complex business, largely in the New York City metro area down to Washington, D.C., uh, New York. And it was 100% digital where we built out the entire supply chain manufacturing. We manufactured 1,000 products in our, in our facilities and distributed around 15,000 products and had you know, hundreds of trucks delivering uh, daily to customers, a very fast-paced business. So, you know, that's a bit of my background. And it's, it's a funny story how I came into cannabis. Uh, you know, convincing people to buy fish on the internet <laughs> can be a bit of a stretch. Um, uh, and I said, that's, myself, a, that's a first. I have not heard that one yet. <laughs> you know, we were all fresh, you know, fruits, vegetables, meats, cheeses, fish, you know, it was a very fresh oriented, like a Whole Foods, if you would. Right. And I always said, gosh, if I could just deliver cannabis, wouldn't that be a lot easier? People, everyone gets it delivered in New York. Um, it's a much easier product to manage. It's not hard to convince someone to buy it online relative to, to the, the food business. And so uh, I retired from Fresh Direct about a year and a half ago. And I was keen to, as New York was looking at legalizing, I started spending a lot of time uh, looking at the space. And I'd made a lot of investments in the space as well. Um, so I had an interest in the view of digitizing this, this uh, the industry. And that's how I came along Jason Wild uh, through connections and some other businesses, spent some time, became the executive chairman to oversee the operations because I love digging my hands into businesses. I quickly came to the conclusion that there's some really great assets here and that I could build my vision through this business as well. Uh, and then recently decided to and accepted the full-time CEO role uh, as of two weeks ago. And oh, congratulations. Yeah, now I'm uh, running it and having a blast. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's really good. And like I, like I told you, um, I guess before we started, uh, started really rolling, um, I knew some of the previous administration and um, very, very good base, very, very good foundation. But you're, you're absolutely right. The business itself was solid. And, you know, we wish you nothing but, uh, <laughs> but the best in taking it forward and uh, enacting your vision. Now, now that transition, because Terrasend, I guess for all intents and purposes, was a is a Canadian company, Canadian operation. Um, it's now getting more of a U.S. feel to it. Um, you know, new CEO. What's how's that transition been going? Um, it's actually gone really well. You know, I'm a type of guy who digs pretty deep in the business, so I'd spent you know five six months really learning every aspect, every, you know, all the talents, the assets, the opportunities. Um, and yeah, if you look at our strategy, which was the direction, started out in Canada, but uh, as you know, there's a very large population in the United States. Canada's roughly the size of California. So if we think broadly about the opportunity, um, the United States is also a very large. Uh, and so we have, you look at the portfolio, we have Canada, California, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania for our THC business. You know, a place like Pennsylvania, give you a sense, it's probably going to be a billion dollar med market this year. It's going to go wreck probably in a year or so. That's probably a two or three billion dollar market eventually. 
New Jersey is going up for ballot initiative. It's already met. So, you know, if you look at some of the markets in the U.S. Uh, where the supply demand balance is great, you know, there are so substantial markets uh, that we have assets right now that are some um, some really wonderful opportunities. When when we talk, uh, we do a lot of talking at the CSE and and seminars, and I keep telling people uh, as far as investment opportunities, look south. <laughs> it's it is the U.S. Uh, Michigan, I think, has three hundred thousand medical patients. Yeah, that's that's Canada. Um, like you said, the population of California, that's Canada. And there's like a whole bunch of those states just like that. Yeah. And there's ones that are like that, that aren't even, that aren't even at the party yet. Um, you know, wait till Texas comes along. <laughs> that's just sitting right? there. That's like, it's just mind boggling. Texas is like four or five different states in the one. Um, so your outlook, your outlook for 2020, uh, when January started or at the end of December uh, versus now, has there been any change? Is it still, has COVID, I know COVID's affected it, but. Yeah, uh, you know, um, it was really interesting to go through. And I've been through many crises in my previous management life. And, you know, this was just another playbook coming around, which you, know, you go through the cycle, which is panic. You don't know what actually it means. And as you move through it, you start to ferret through the implication. And usually the implication is different in every place. So as we go through our asset base, Pennsylvania, for example, uh, medical market, uh, essential service, social distancing still can go in. People are smoking more in Pennsylvania now that they're home. So business is up. Um, people can still access the store. So still really un unaffected. However, you got to make sure that your employees feel safe and you put all the practice in place to create safety in the employee side, but from a consumer perspective, demand is strong. California on the other side, San Francisco is probably one of the most uh, locked down cities in the country. So can't walk into the store. So that's had a big impact. But what we've seen as one would expect, digital is a significant now portion of our retail revenue, curbside pickup, home delivery. And uh, I think that's actually a great outcome is a acceleration, which is, you know, I'm a huge fan of digital and the impact that's having and how we do business with our customers. So there's some definitely minuses, but some definite pluses for the future. TerraSend and some of the products and some of the brands that you have. Um, let's talk, let's talk about the brands. Let's talk about brand play. Um, what's your, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? Just, <laughs> you know, it's an interesting, I, I do. Um, we have, a, we have kind of three brand portfolios. We have our Canadian market portfolio under the Haven Street brand, where we have, uh, you know, both uh, cannabis as well as manufactured products and vapes, teas, some great stuff. Pennsylvania, the med market, we've got an amazing uh, medical team that we probably have of 55 to 60 products. The team there has amazing efficacy, great science, great innovation, uh, huge sell-through. In fact, Half of our business in, in that market is the manufactured products, not just flour. Uh, those are products I, I have at home all the time. In California, you know, it's a bit more flavorful, punchy and colorful, and they've been out there for a while. And, you know, they're not a med market. They're just, as you can imagine, California. So we've got uh, State Flour, which is a very high concentration, high-end brand. Be careful when you smoke that. You better be ready to sit on the couch. It's good stuff. And um and then we've got our Valhalla brands, which are our great gummies. And again, more, more playful versus the medical side on, on the East Coast in Canada. So a good variety. 
legalization, legalization versus banking. Uh-huh. What would be on Jason's wish list? Banking, banking, banking. banking. You know, you no, know, uh, it's like uh, the cost <laughs> of capital in this industry. You know, if you take the the tax situations and the banking, it creates such a barrier to do business from what most people are used to. So, you know, not being able to get traditional lending against real estates, so you pay a much higher cost of capital. We want to lease a. Uh, you know, a facility, even to open a dispensary, we pay a premium for the rent just because we're in cannabis. So the banking act, merchant fees, you know, you pay, you know, exorbitant merchant fees because of the processing. So I look at the banking act as the most important thing to pass so that the cost of capital and cost of operations get lowered and make us more and more competitive. Because remember, we're still competing with the illicit market. Um, and it's very important that we keep on lowering prices and lowering the gap between, you know, legal market pricing and medical with all the taxes and costs. So the closer we get that down, the more we're going to convert to the legal market. So I think banking is a really important part of, you know, helping that out. Just so you know, I've interviewed, uh, I think you're the fourth CEO uh, this week. Mm-hmm. And I've asked uh, Crossco Cureleaf, Trueleaf and yourself, Terrasen, and Oh, and Neil Mall interviewed uh, Body and Mind yesterday, and you guys and girls are batting five out of five when it comes, <laughs> and it's resounding. It's not even close. Um, it's not even close. And I wish and I hope that banking gets passed and gets through sooner rather than later. Well, you know, uh, federal legalization is a plus and a minus. A lot of people like us have built uh, assets inside of states. And federal legalization in the long term, depending on reciprocity happens, could eventually migrate growing and manufacturing across the country. Like I've been in the food business for 20 years. We bought our fruits and vegetables from California. The sun is shining all the time. It's not really happening in Vermont. So eventually federal legalization changes the nature of of how assets are going to get redistributed. So honestly, you know, federalization, you know, we kind of would prefer states keep on doing what they're doing, Safe Banking Act, let us do it. But you know, we got to protect our investments. So, you know, federalization is a real catch 22, honestly. Oh, that's a, that's a fantastic answer. Um, I never thought of it like, Hey, let's, let's slow down on that. (laughs) Not one. No, that's, that's great. Uh, During this time, how, how have your customers been? How's your, the customer base? Um, You know, it's, the customers have been great when, when you make communications out to the customers and explain what we're doing, keep our employees safe, what we're doing around making sure that the store is a safe environment and really amping up communication. And what I find is that you can do a bunch of things, but if you don't communicate it, you don't get credit for it. So we've had great responses from our customers around, hey, you guys are doing a great job. I feel safe. You know, we tend to take whatever the requirement is and make sure we're above it for everything we do and we let our customer know our standard. It's actually a great opportunity for us to to explain the ethos and the standard of which we run our business. And our customers have really have really valued that. And it's also helped us innovate. For example, in one of our dispensaries, we're opening the first drive-through pickup window in Pennsylvania, um, which under you know before wasn't allowed, but now with COVID, we pushed the legislation, and now we're opening up. And it's like a it's like a Starbucks. You know, you order on your phone, you pull in, you get handed your stuff, and you keep on going. So great innovations happening, and uh, they love it. Wow, that's wow, this is this is great. Right? Uh, how how are you attracting new customers? How 
Well, you know, in the in the med market, a lot of it is is working with the uh, doctor's offices and making sure that we're getting references and patients. So we often bring uh, the doctor's office and walk them through. And when they understand the science behind and the efficacy we're putting behind the product, you know, getting them comfortable that this is a safe place and the right place to send their patients. That's a lot of how we we market and bring in patients uh, into our our dispensary operations. And that's what we do. And and in out in California, you know, it continues to be about brand recognition and innovating on digital and making sure customers can find us, you know. Uh, Interesting United States, you can't advertise really in this business. You can't go on Google, Facebook. There's there's no way to do that. Uh, So you got to get a little tricky on how to continue to acquire customers. Well, uh, even though you can't advertise when... When our group went to Las Vegas, we saw a whole bunch of advertising when we got off the plane. Like, you know, we just started sweating. We were so nervous going, how are, how are they doing? How can you see bill, like massive billboards, taxi cabs plastered with it? Um, you know, in Ontario, very, very quiet. It's there, but it's not there. There's, there's a lot of information. Um, you know, well, Las Vegas and Canada are probably very different places. Ooh. <laughs> I was I was definitely not in Mississauga anymore. Um, uh, let's uh, let's jump around a little bit and get to your some of your relationships, um, especially the canopy relationship. That's a uh, they're a massive name. Uh, how did that come about and uh, where is it at right now? Uh, yeah, so Canopy was an early investor in TerraSend. Um, and so we've had a long standing relationship uh, with Canopy. Uh, and as we uh, put forward our expansion plan, Can- Canopy uh, made a, a significant uh, 60 million US dollar investment in our, in our business, uh, largely into Canada, which, uh, as you know, they can't invest in US THC. So we put it into the Canadian business and use it to reduce our debt. Um, and, you know, they have a strong interest when the com- when federal legalization happened in the United States to participate in that marketplace. So they're making some select investments and it's been a great partnership uh, with them. You know, they're they're a great operator. Uh, they've got a new team in place. And, you know, we have a strong dialogue about the future. And, you know, they have a strong interest long term. in The United States have got a great portfolio of IP and brands, uh, which, you know, we talk about. Uh, so yeah, we we we've uh, they've been a big supporter of ours, and we talk to them all the time. It's it's great to get their insights as well. Oh, that's great! Uh, Canopy is definitely um, one of the gems and one of the most recognizable names in the industry, and uh, will probably continue to do so. So, yeah. uh, good on you for maintaining that relationship and expanding on it. Let's let's go a little bit forward thinking now. What's on the what's on the horizon for TerraSend? Um, well, we have uh, uh, our build-out plan, which we're very committed to staying focused on that, which is largely, uh, you know, New Jersey, we have the application, we're in the middle of constructing facilities, so we've got up to a 250,000 square foot building that we're going to be putting up, we're building 80,000 square feet now, so we're excited to build out New Jersey, uh, which is happening. In Pennsylvania, we just finished tripling our, our, our uh, grow there, and that's now out in the marketplace, so that's a significant expansion for us. Um, you know, we're introducing new products in Canada, so we've got a great product development cycle that we're excited about there. And I think, you know, what's actually really interesting, going back to my my early banking days, you know, as you probably know, the U.S. Uh, at this point, there's a bit of a musical chairs where the music stopped. A lot of people were investing money 
big plans to invest and the capital market shut down, right? And a lot of people are caught in a situation where they don't have the runway anymore. So we're finding that at least what I'm excited about, we've got a great management team. And I think there's going to be some very interesting M&A transaction opportunities that are coming Mm -hmm. through given uh, some people in a short cast position, but probably with some good assets uh, with the ability to really think about how to expand our portfolio in this marketplace. So I think the next 12 months are going to be a very interesting place. I've seen probably 10 deals across my plate in the last uh, 10 days alone of things, and it's been really heating up. So I think it's a good, interesting time. I think TerraSend 24 months from now is going to be vastly different than it is today because I think those opportunities will show themselves. Uh, just expanding on this, uh, if you could ideally choose the type of um, expansion or the type of company to either acquire, merge with, work with, um, what would it be? Uh, really good ones, but what that look <laughs> ones that ones that aren't going to sink ones the ship. I like. <laughs> ones I like and ones that are good. <laughs> but I, I think you have to. There's a couple of places that I start from. As you know, that every state, Canada, it's, uh, while cannabis is a big opportunity, the legislation, the way the states have issued licensing and the balance of the licenses really dictates the margin structure in the sector. So we like states that have done more limited licenses so that the supply and demand grow and retail are in balance. Because as you know, in Canada, for example, grow went like this, but Retailers had a hard time getting, and so oversupply happened as a result of these not being in balance, takes down the price, reduces the margin. So you have to be really careful to look for places where that equilibrium and the structure and the build-out feel in balance that allows for a good, healthy structure in the marketplace. So we like markets that uh, have those characteristics because it enables us to, to, uh, to operate more effectively. And last thing I'd say is, in my experience, I believe in going deep, not wide. It's not about planting flags around the country. It's making sure that where you compete, you have a real position of strength, you have economies of scale, um, and that you can continue to dominate that market through uh, pricing over time and leverage and and profitability. Uh, So that's kind of how we think about it. So those are our our criteria as we look at things. Well said, Jason, and and thank you for your time. Uh, We're gonna end this issue of hashtag finance on that note, I've been your host, Barrington Miller, with Jason Ackerman, head of TerraSend. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Hey, it's James here from the CSE, reminding you that if you just enjoyed this episode of Hashtag Finance, there's a lot more. Make sure you subscribe to this show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Shows come out at least twice a week, so please do not miss out. Also, if you're on Instagram, please don't forget to follow us at Canadian Securities Exchange, all one word. We're hosting live daily content with great guests discussing the capital markets, entrepreneurship, and much more. And finally, if you like video, please subscribe to CSE Space TV, that's CSE Space TV on YouTube. You can find more great stuff, including exclusive series content like Cannabis Week 2020. As always, thank you for listening.